this week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com. Elon Musk wants to have a debate about bots. Amazon buys Roomba for billions, and a mom is suing Facebook. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week, and it's Sunday, August 14th, 2022. My name is Kirk Corliss. I'm Scott Ertz. And it's episode one zero. Hold on, we got one more person down there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know if we, we got a special like... episode. Yes, and this is Avery, this is Avery Pilch, normally about five live, but special guest today. <laughs> Sorry, is that good? I, totally, totally ruined it now. Um, let me start over. This is episode one zero six of GNC Week in Review. Proud partner of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's seconds here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. We are live on gncu.com slash live. So please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel YouTube. If you missed the live video, you can always catch the replay later. If you are on the listener, please be sure to subscribe podcast we can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com. Be it app podcasts, Google podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. If you have a comment, uh, be on social media or email, and those links can be found at gncweekly.com slash connected. And I knew I should have, and I messed up the intro, that was my fault. <laughs> I am so, so, so sorry. It happens. I am so, so, so sorry. So we, the point so, is, we have a special episode. Yes, we have a special episode. I'm super stoked. We have a special guest. Abram, thank you so much for coming on. Awesome, if we could have, awesome that you're on with us uh, this evening on a special day. Usually our, our uh, podcast weekly episodes are Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time. However, it's been last month has been crazy busy, crazy busy. I haven't been, been health reasons myself. Scott's been away on travel. July Fourth Holly weekend. July Fourth. It's all been bananas. So, um, so we are here back. Everything's slowly coming back to normal, so to speak. Um, so, um, so Abram, um, so your co-host of um, FI Refreshing Technologies. Do you want to tell listeners a little about you and uh, and a little bit about yourself? Sure. So uh, I've been working in technology journalism for uh, a really long time, let's say a quarter century or so. Uh, The last several years, I've been, I am editor-in-chief of the uh, tech enthusiast site on the internet, Tom's Hardware. Very proud of of that. Please come check us out at tomshardware.com. And of course, I I live this stuff. You can see what a giant mess it is behind me, but it's all a very topical mess. I have I have robots, arcade machine, uh, two 3D printers. Uh, you can't see under my desk, but I got you know a couple of desktops here. I've got my four monitors here. So um, you know I'm I'm living it every day. And I got to say, Tom's Hardware is the go-to website for all tech news reviews. I use the, the site to get my new laptop, the Dell XPS 13, under the Laptop Finder. And let me tell you, it is a great tool. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, I was debating on getting a, a, a MacBook or MacBook Pro or Air and, you know, some th- things that I wanted, you know, as far as a work computer, you know, doing this show, et cetera top-notch so uh so kudos to you guys you guys do a great uh, do a great job with it oh thanks and and continue success i'm also super stoked and i'm so so happy um I, we we posted this on social media a few days ago 
posted some on yes. on uh, Twitter uh, just you know, like a little before we went on the air. Um, as we all we registered for the podcast, People's Choice Podcast Awards, it started back in February, where all the podcasters registered their shows and their podcasts. It went from February of this year to July 31st, and then listeners nominated nominate their particular podcast last month. And I got an email uh, a couple of nights ago. I can't remember when I checked my email before I went to bed. And um, I saw that GNC Week in Review is a nominee under the This Week in Technology, Techno this week in technology, technology category. So that's, I that's am technology too many times, but that's. <laughs> Well, that's the name of the, that's the name they're, of the award. They're trying to get the point across. It's the tech category. Uh -oh. Tech category. Um, <laughs> oh, we lost. We lost here. Oh boy. Back. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's it's super exciting. Yes, it is. This is the first time we've been nominated. This podcast has been on for four years, and I read we registered a couple of past. I think one or two years. I believe. I think. I think two years. Um, but. I, I when I got the email and I this was late. I took my emails late at night. I didn't want to DM Scott late late at night. So I there we go. Oh, oh, oh. There we go. Hey. I just want to say it did it again. Oh the no! The thing that I was telling you about. Oh no! Interesting. It, but it didn't go to sleep. It just. I don't think that was sleep before. It turned off. Uh, so I, I fear that this could happen again. Now I'm going to tell you what it said. This is in my event log because this is this has not happened the last week and it has now happened twice in a very short period of time. Uh, it says S. Maybe Scott knows what this is. SCEP certificate enrollment initialization for work group failed. Get a caps not found. Get uh, and then that's the last thing it does before it craps out. Huh. Event ID eighty six. I, I was, have I have a Microsoft Answers link. Error setting traits <laughs> on provider error. Uh, it says kernel event tracking. Error setting traits on provider 28. Kernel power. The system is rebooted without clearly shutting down first. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> so, uh, so for the, the listeners and viewers, uh, Avram had an issue right before we started where the computer turned off, and it's done it again. Um, and this is a brand new computer. He's actually going to be talking about the computer uh, in the Pilch Point, which is a segment from F5 Live that we're bringing over here tonight. Um, it's interesting. Let's cross our fingers that it doesn't do it again during the show. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. It happens. It happens. Uh, it I happens. mean, happens. I, uh, I was just looking this up before, and it may have something to do with, uh, with TPM. Uh, oh. so I, right. I don't, well, that should be fun. <laughs> yes. So I apologize. That's okay. If it happens, if, uh, if it happens again, I'll be real quick to, no worries. Uh, no worries. I'll, things I'll, talk, always... <laughs> I'll talk, I'll talk fast. You may have to edit me back. <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, well, this well, Abram, for those who you know, and our viewers know and listeners know, we're live. It doesn't, we don't, I mean, we, I edit like the intro, the music part. Because there was like thirty seconds of it, I internet edit that down. But as far as like with breaks, we, I don't edit because we, we just, just want to go. go. We just go just like, and things. Just like our show, Avram. We just go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if it's as, weird, as, we as might usual, cut something in the middle. This, you know, we had such I had such a stable computer for so many years, and now 
Now this new one, it was okay until until today. And there's a funny part because when we uh, had um, Shannon Morse, who's a YouTuber, on our show um, a few months ago, and I was playing a video. I can't I can't remember what the video was, but all of a sudden they crashed midway. So I had to come back, and it was it was like it was like about maybe a few about sixty seconds, to like a minute and a half delay. So don't worry about it. It's okay. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what the video was. Okay, so. Going back to what I was saying uh, earlier, so yeah, this is our. I we registered the uh, the be nominated. I think for two, the past two years, I, I believe. I'm not really sure about it. Um, yeah, this podcast has been on for since 2018. I can't remember the exact date off the top of my head. Don't quote me on it just yet. But basically, for the new listeners, uh, you know, or view, and or viewers to the podcast, basically, we're a a spinoff of Gate News Central, where I'm executive producer of the podcast, and Todd Cochran, who is host. Um, Asked me ironically in uh, at CES 2017 or 2018, excuse me, you should do a podcast. And I didn't think much of it. I'm like, I don't know. But I, the more I thought about it and about doing a podcast, I and mean, there's so many different types of podcasts out there from one end of the spectrum to the other. And I've been on this podcast, doing this, producing a podcast for this long. I want to do a podcast, a week's of tech news. And, and Todd's podcast with Geek News Central. Um, is the new tech news of the day. And he has his own take on analysis on things. Some of it's a little political, which we don't do in this podcast. But, um, but, you know, I want to like, and make it fun, not only informative and the news of the news of the week, but also fun along the way. And you'll know Abram a little bit. Uh, uh, it's, it's, called, it's called our, and finally segments. And it's basically I'll, little tease. It has to do with usually 99% of the time, the, the odd stories of the week from the internet, you find across of it. It's weird. We we cover it, but majority of it is food and tech. I say, oftentimes it's food. <laughs> oftentimes, uh. it's, oftentimes it's food. Like for example, there's a story where a college student was uh, doing a college paper, submitting it while eating a meatball sandwich, and as she was about to complete it or send it to a professor electronically, she deleted her paper. Didn't save it. And then the professor came back and said, that's no excuse or, or something like that and gave her additional time or something like that. So, so, and then there's another story where there's a guy that designed a website called um, about, if you want to get your, a, a McFlurry and you want to know if it's broken, machines broken or not, there's a website where you can track in your area where you can find the nearest McFlurry if it's broken or not. It's called McBroken.com. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so basically there's so basically we want to make it informative and also fun because scott and i have a lot have a lot of tremendous fun doing the podcast i look forward yeah. to this podcast each and every week work getting the show together and what have you and the segments number of the uh, the news items of the week i get i i enjoy it so so much so you know with that being said i want to just gonna we, i'm gonna put out there real quick mm. that we've got a friend <laughs> Who is competing against us in this category? Mm-hmm. Chris Jordan. So, yep. So, all right, Chris, you yep. ready for a fight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he won. La- he won last year for uh, beers, uh, dudes, and beer. Yeah, um, in the other category. It, yeah, in the other category. So, but yeah, I want to. I want to give. Want to give. We want to give our thanks to all the listeners yeah. and viewers um, that not the voters or nominated us to the podcast. Um, I really, I, when I saw the email, I lost it. I was like, it was like such satisfaction to know that, see, and this, the podcast award around for seven to this year, 17 years. Yeah. 
And our podcast to be part of that, of this elite elite group of podcasts and there's a lot of them that's out there i mean you name the podcast you it's you name the podcast they want a word for it yeah um some really well-known like twit um uh daily tech news show i believe espn there, fantasy it, football it, yeah and on and on and on so it's like you know to be a part of that group you know and see and see it on the website if you go to podcast podcastawards.com you'll see and we lost Abram again. That's okay. We'll keep going. Okay. Well, Abram's going to come back. Don't worry. So if you're watching live uh, or listening, excuse me, listening right now on the audio feed, uh, Abram dropped. Um, so he'll be back. So there's a technical issues. That's okay. We're, we're used to it. <laughs> Either I'm tongue-tied or I can't speak or <laughs> I can't find the script or what have you. Don't worry about it. But, um, but, but yeah, seriously though, um, I, you know, I wanted this, this podcast to do, you know, I want to have it to be fun, informative, get some yeah. use out of it, information out of it. Um, you know, I started out as alone, as you know, hosting it. And a few months or last year or so, I asked Scott to come on because he's well-versed in things. He has a great mind. He's a good friend. Um, he brings a lot to the table, you know, uh, on his day job and with Amrock and, East Strike Sports would even busy with with East Strike Sports as well. So I thank strike, him. Strike East Sports. East Strike, East Strike Sports. See again, tongue tied. Oh, strike East Sports. <laughs> strike East Sports. Excuse me. So um, yeah, so I I profusely thank him from the bottom of my heart. You know, coming on as a co-host, and uh, we're looking for <laughs> been... <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> okay um and i want to thank also we want to thank um todd cockman as well because uh you know he's for thanking him so much for allowing me to have a podcast along with scott that has podcast on the pet you know geek new central home geek new central homepage. uh being a part of tech tech podcast network which is a lot of fun i'm looking forward looking forward to ces because registration for ces is coming oh I can't. i'm I so I'm, I'm so excited i'm like i'm like giddy i'm i'm getting my i i'm looking at my calendar i'm looking at my um booking everything i'm like i've got the finger on the button <laughs> so but yeah so we won't know we'll, we won't know who will win until um september 30th for international podcast day um, so we'll, you know, I mentioned on the podcast, on the, um, social, on Facebook and Twitter, um, that well, I'm also here. We'll let guys, let you guys know, um, if we win or not, but just to be a nominee is awesome. That just, that, you know, I was really, I'm really stoked about it. And, uh, and I'm definitely, and we have a opportunity to get a nominee award, which I'm ordering one for you and me, Scott, I'll make sure <laughs> that I'm going to get both of us the award nominee award so you can, we can. Probably display it on her. Really? Absolutely. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. When yeah. F5 Live was nominated, that was not a thing. I guess they changed it, I guess. I would like an award for, uh, what, 2009? Right? <laughs> right. time ago. Right. Right. I know. I mean, you're at, you know, you guys are at like six. What what, what episode are you at now? Oh, I have no idea. Six, six. something. Six, I think we just finished the 20s or the 30s, so we're okay. It'll either be 630 or 640. Okay, so okay. we're at no, so we're at episode 106 in four years. So, you know, we, you know, but even still, though, 
you know, I am, I'm soaked. I mean, and we all had a lot of great, we have a lot of great content. You know, this podcast episode has been great. Had special guests on, um, you know, again, Shannon Morse was on, Chris Jordan was on, Abram is on as a special guest, so, which I wish. Sometimes, is... sometimes we push him away. Right. During the show. <laughs> During the show. A bit of, a bit of forced push. Right. You know, we had special features on how to clean up your digital life. Um, so we're looking, so we're definitely, you know, I always say we're, gonna, so we're always looking for bigger and better things. Um, you know, I, we took a live uh, look at CES last year. I took the camera out, um, show you where I was at, at, uh, at, um, you know, the convention center. I was at uh, the Wynn for Showstoppers, um, where, and definitely, and speaking of that, you know, Scott um, Abrams going to be on on our last our end of the year show, where we're going to have Chris Jordan on. We're going to have Danielle Men- Danielle Mendez on. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Chris Jordan's going to be on. Abrams going to be on as well for our interviewer episode. And usually, for those who are new as well, you know, the past few years we've been breaking down previewing CES. What we'll see, what we won't see, the good, bad, and the ugly. Um, I'm super stoked for that as well. So, but more stuff's going to come, you know, that more details about that, about that later. Um, but we're going to have still have tech news for the week. We'll definitely, everything's slowly, everything's back to normal. So we'll be, you know, we'll be uh, Friday evenings going forward until something, God forbid something happens. But, but I am, again, it's awesome. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Like my smile, if you guys are listening, listening on the audio feed, I'm smiling from ear to ear. Um, that is it. Okay. All right. So let's jump in with the tech news uh, for this week. And if Abram, I'm going to keep an eye on. I'm going to try to keep an eye on. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go to this frame because the computer okay. won't come back on. Okay. No worries. Okay. That's right, so, that's where we are right now. He let me know the computer's not powering on now. So okay. For right now, we'll go back to our normal two frame <laughs> and see what happens. All right. No worries. Okay. All right, so let's jump in with tech news for this week. All right, now, in the never-ending tumultuous tales of Twitter <laughs> and Elon Musk, um, now, since we've been away, there's been a lot been happening, as you, as we all know what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, now, he said, Elon says he wants to buy Twitter, and he says he doesn't want to buy Twitter because of bots. Twitter's okay. Twitter says, okay, we'll see you in court. Elon says, fine, we'll go to court next year. Twitter says, oh, no, we're not. We're going to do that. We're going to go to court in October. Then he countersued. Now, this with this within this past week, which is fascinating, he challenged the company's CEO, Parag Agrawal, to a quote public debate about fake accounts and spam in the midst of this legal battle over the forty-four billion dollar acquisition. In a series of tweets that must began posting just before one a.m. on Saturday, August sixth. He uh, he inter- oh, interacted boy, with a who fan. Did, who does that sound like? Right. <laughs> he interacted with a fan who has summarized his accusations about Twitter, including that it was stonewalling him and giving him, quote, outdated data and a, quote, fake data set. When he asked the company for details about how it tablets monthly, daily active users and estimates for spam and bot accounts, he wrote, quote, good summing the problem. If Twitter simply provides their method of sampling 100 accounts and how they're confined to be real, the deal should proceed on original terms. However, if it turns out that the FCC that the SEC filings are entirely false, then it should not. Then, just after 9 a.m. last Saturday morning, 
he started a Twitter poll asking his followers to vote on whether, quote, less than 5% of Twitter daily users are fake or spam. Respondents to the poll, informal poll can choose one of Mark Musk's provided answers, which read either yes, followed by three robot emoji, or L-M-A-O-O-O, no. So for those who don't know, don't know what L-M-A-O-O-O is, laughing my ass off out loud. He also wrote, I hear, quote, I hear my challenge at Praga to a public debate about the, about the Twitter bot percentage. Let him prove to the public that Twitter has less than 5% fake or spam daily users. A source close to the company says a debate is not going to happen outside of a pending trial. Attorneys from Musk did not, uh, did not respond to requests to comment last Saturday, and an, attorney, and an attorney for Twitter declined to comment on Musk's Saturday's tweets. And, 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 wait, there's more. Oh, wait, but wait, <laughs> there's more. Right. At an annual shareholder meeting for Tesla on, two, on August 4th, Musk was asked to speak about Twitter during a question-and-answer session that followed a proxy vote. He said, uh, this is getting uh, laughter from the audience in attendance, quote, I obviously have to be a little careful about what I say about Twitter because there's this lawsuit and stuff. He confirmed that the only two publicly traded securities he owns are Tesla and Twitter. At the twist at the uh, shareholders meeting, uh, excuse me, at a Tesla 2022 shareholders meeting, he said, quote, I think in the case of Twitter, since I use it a lot, duh, um, shoot myself in the foot a lot, you know, dig my heel, dig my grave, dig my grave, etc. I think you're already dug it already. I think it's, I do understand the product quite well. So I think I've got a good sense of where to point the engineering team at Twitter to make it radically better. He added that Twitter would, quote, help accelerate a, quote, pretty grand vision he had to build a business he'd been thinking, thinking about since his earliest years, a tech entrepreneur, either X.com or X Corporation. He continues, quote, Amazon, that could be started from scratch, but I think Twitter would help accelerate that by three to five years. So it's kind of like something I thought would be quite useful for a long time. I know what to do. Don't have Twitter for that. But like I said, it's probably at least a three-year accelerant. I think it's something that would be very useful to the world. <sighs> OMG. <laughs> now, this is this is the most ridiculous argument that he's having as a bonus debating on twitter is not the way to go this should be fought in court with lawyers so what sense of this is his again i asked this before numerous times and i'll ask again what is he thinking what is his his psyche thinking i i don't know I, that pause said the all. <laughs> the longer this goes on, the feel I feel like I'm getting further away from it. Mm-hmm. I, I, f- I felt early on like I had a pretty good idea of what he was up to, and then there was the whole "Hey, there's more bots than I thought," mm-hmm. and I thought I understood what he was up to, mm-hmm. and then there was, "I'm out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right like so in the beginning i was i fit like 90 percent. i thought i knew what it was up to mm. i was about 75 percent. then i'm out i was about 65 percent. and at this point i'm like hmm, 
35, 30, maybe best case scenario. 30% is how confident I am in understanding what's happening. And also too, we did discuss that we covered it before. We also discussed about, about, about free speech. I'm all for free speech. Uh, However, my concerns were to this day is that he's spending billions of dollars for this company mm-hmm. which twitter at, at right now is not worth it that much and also the whole the the notion that and also he sold his tesla chairs recently within the past few days and i was thinking that i was i was all in i was all in i follow him but I still question his motives on, and and the CEO, and and also to what a lot of a lot of talk that amongst a lot of people that this they need the, the CEO Agra Pargoral or Pargoral I can't mispronounce his name. He means I mean he has not done enough to make Twitter better since he came on as True. CEO. And in fairness, no Twitter CEO has ever done anything mm-hmm. to try and make it better. Right. I, I have never been impressed by anything that a, any of the Twitter CEOs have done. Right. Um, they all seem super passive. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the early days, it was because um, it seemed like Twitter could do no wrong. They, they didn't have to do anything right, mm-hmm. but they couldn't do anything wrong. And right. investors would just write blank checks. Here you go. And for those who have long followed F5 Live, you know, we had a host, John, who basically took it upon himself. His whole job was to follow the nonsense that was happening inside of Twitter. Um, And they would, they'd get these huge, huge investment rounds. So you'd, you'd have an investor come in and say, okay, so you want us to invest money in the company. Great. Tell us what your business plan is. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Great. Here's a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. What? How are you going to generate revenue? Don't worry about it. False. Nope. <laughs> yep. Right. So right. Twitter has always, I think they never got away from that, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing they could do could possibly hurt them. Um, people would constantly write them blank checks and they'd keep going. Um, and unfortunately, that's kind of what's happening here, right? Twitter sucks, and now here's Elon Musk saying, here's a bunch of money. <laughs> Continuing to reward the bad behavior. But um, I think there's more to what he's up to. Um, behind the scenes over here, for years, we've had conversations that Twitter would be better as a uh, programming uh, communications system than it is for uh, talking to people and messaging, telling people what you had for lunch or whatever stupid things happen on Twitter uh, or arguing with the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. There are other interesting things, and I think that might be playing into his idea here is the idea of using the technology to produce a system 
that would allow because we've seen we've seen people use Twitter for this, mm. and it's possible that there could be a second, either a second version of it or some taking of the underlying technology to make it a way for computers and or robots to communicate with one another. So do you th- cars, for example. <laughs> so do you think that with his that in mind, do you think that maybe also too, where as far as computers and robots talking to each other, then his argument about bots is valid? Absolutely. Okay. Um, because the valuation was based on uh, the business as it stands. And so if the business as it stands is different than what was presented to him uh, when he made his offer, right. here, here, is, here is our statistics. Here are the bots. Here are the people, whatever. If they lied, right? If they presented incorrect information, either purposely or, or accidentally, then the valuation that he gave it and the offer he made are invalid, which is the key. And okay. that was my 95 to 75% drop was mm-hmm. he's he's bitching about the number of bots right this is him trying to get a cheaper price mm-hmm. this is a negotiation tactic and then i'm walking away oh <laughs> my 75 to 65 drop was this might be hardball and i, I was, don't know i feel like i'm getting further away from it but this could be hardball and yeah. then and then debate me on Twitter. That and that. Ah, right. Now I'm at 30. Now I feel like maybe there's alcohol involved and you shouldn't be <laughs> tweeting at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, I mean, his points are valid. However, again, using Twitter as a tool to get the bait. And there are some people that are, there's me personally, I'm for it. I mean, I, if he wants to improve Twitter on all of his merits, including bots, I'm all for it. However, if you're using... I, t- I hate Twitter, couldn't care. Right, Anybody uh, can own it, I don't care. Right, no, I get it. <laughs> I, I get it. I, I get it. I mean, you know, I, I get that. I mean, because I follow Twitter, I'm on it, you know, not literally, I'm on it, you know, for a few minutes a day. However, my whole thing is that if he wants to clean it up, but also on the same token is that, again, he's using he's using Twitter to kind of like discourage people from being on Twitter and to have this battle, you know, and that's why if you're listening, if you're watching the, uh, if you saw the thumbnail or the CR or title, uh, the title, um, you know, battle bots, the, uh, the Twitter edition, um, you know, it's like, it, it should be done in court. Let the, twi- let the lawyers ba- battle out. Let, you know, seriously, figuratively and literally battle it out. Don't use don't use that as a way to get the court even the court to side with you because the court's not gonna side with you because the court has to be and the judge has to be impartial on both sides. So I just kind of like I'm like wondering again, that goes back to the, his psyche on like why is he doing this? He wants it so badly and he's debating on it. You know, he was wishy-washy over the past few months. Excuse me, wishy-washy over the past few months, and then just like less again a week ago, exactly a week ago, he decides to to do this. Is like is like really is just like 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was dancing to the music. Yeah. Sorry, I had to cut this off. I because for those who are because we don't want YouTube to to hear the music or something like that. Right, right exactly. Right. So for those listening, and I I explained this. I'll explain this again because I, where I live, I'm I have my windows open and I live on a very busy street, and you'll hear mu- Mexican music <laughs> blaring. So if you hear that or rumblings of motorcycles and trucks, you know I'll I'll mute. I'll try to mute and come back. Um, so yeah, so I just I'm just so like, you know, I'm still for it, but I'm but I have that doubt, you know, you know so what's going to happen th- next. Here's the thing, I think trying to analyze Elon Musk's psyche <laughs> is a direction <laughs> that will lead to madness. I I don't think that that's a safe direction for you to go in general. <laughs> good point not to mention not to mention if we analyze this ad nauseum you know will this podcast episode will be like a two-hour true true but in particular the the kind of person who who buys an electric car company and looks at it and says you know what i see here roof tiles that's not somebody that you can get into the mind of Mm. Not safely. Right. Because <laughs> that's bonkers. Uh, well said. Well said. That's, not, that's not normal behavior. So I I don't know. I think that's I don't think that that's a path that you can go down. I don't think anyone wants to go down that down that rabbit hole, right. to be honest. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think it's a direction that you can go and come yeah. back. A, with answers that make any sense, unless you've got quite the collection of degrees. And B, (laughs) with information that's not going to scare you, because I think the kind of person who is able to make those bob and weave type things Mm -hmm. and see an electric car and go, roof tiles and a big battery in the garage. (laughs) What? How did you? What? (laughs) It's brilliant, Mm -hmm. but it's crazy. Right. Right. And so I think trying to follow that path might not lead to somewhere that we could even understand. So it's possible that what we're seeing is the the stream of consciousness in real time mm-hmm. of a potential actual genius. Right. Right. <laughs> and to us, it just looks weird. Oh, agreed. Agreed. It's weird on its on on its all its merits. However, let, let's poise this question. He sold his Tesla shares worth a couple billion dollars. Do you think? I think he's like I, I got to grab some cash because I think Twitter in their um, in their uh, agreement or the other agreement. Whereas if he doesn't agree to the purchase, he's going to hit with a uh, I think a fine of like a billion dollars. Like so. That. Okay, so here's the, the rub. He sold those shares worth Tesla shares worth a couple billion dollars. Do you think that maybe he's running scared? No, possibly he may. Well, we don't know the outcome because it won't start in October. We'll keep an eye on it. But in the meantime, what's the possibility of him losing the suit and Twitter saying, "Okay, well, you're going to give us that. You're going to give us that." Uh, that walk fee. Yeah, it's possible. And mm-hmm. it's possible that um, in the lead up to um, 
the the lead up to the lawsuit, mm-hmm. he might there might be some agreement that he has to put the money into escrow. Right. We don't know all the details right, of right. that agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be a requirement for him to put that walk fee into escrow now. Right. Um, so he can't like transfer wealth and then then uh, declare bankruptcy and go, mm-hmm. you know, so I, it might be that there's all kinds of reasons why that might happen. When I saw I, that news, that was the first thing I thought he's running scared. He's thinking, oh, crap, I'm going to possibly lose. Nothing's working out for me. I'm going to say, you know what, Twitter here, here's the here's that money for you. You know, no hard feelings. You know, I'm going to continue to bash you, but I'm going to but I'm just going to walk away and here's the money for it. And, you know, yeah, say, it's, no, sayonara. It's possible. My current my current theory is that he has to put the money into escrow um, mm. leading into the lawsuit. That's that's my current feeling. OK, I it's it's based on what I know about what happened with AT&T and T-Mobile. Mm hmm. Because uh, there was also a, uh, I think it was a billion dollar walk fee on that one as well, um, and I think AT and T had to put money into escrow before, um, before they went to the regulators. Right. So well, it might be of, the same thing. All right, we'll see. We'll see. And eighteen, and we'll we have a story about AT and T um, coming up. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on things and. And he's, I always, I said this before and I'll say it again. He, this is like, this is, it's the gift, the Elon Musk gift, it keeps on giving for the past few episodes. And I'm loving it. Just the best. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we stopped covering it on F5 Live because Mm -hmm. of how much fun I've had here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That Avram and I decided, no, 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 no more Twitter on F5 Live. We'll bring it up. We'll say, "Hey, did you hear yeah. about what happened with Twitter?" Yeah, mm-hmm. go listen to GNC Week in Review. Yeah, because we covered it over there. Yeah, because it's been too much fun here having it a is. conversation. It, it, it is. It still is. And again, so we'll we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on it in the uh, the coming days and months uh, to come. All right. Next, uh, speaking of buying things, um, Amazon is acquiring iRobot for sixty one dollars a share. An all cash deal that values the Roomba Maker at one point seven billion dollars. This was announced. Just as a on. note, just as a note, uh, if we take uh, inflation out of the equation, that mm. is more than uh, Google paid for YouTube. Continue. Mm, interesting. Okay, didn't know that. All right, um, Dave Limp, uh, awesome name. <laughs> I apologize. We talked about this last week on F Five Live. Didn't know that name. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so again, so the people's names is like funny to me, and I have a. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I go. am so sad <laughs> about our loss of our favorite person uh, over uh, Warner Media. Oh, oh, right, right, right. We're not. We're not gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose it in a second. Don't even say the name. <laughs> if you want to say the name? I'll still lose it. Um, <laughs> Dave Limp. Okay. All right. So going back to um, Dave Limp. Keep saying it. I'm sorry. That's gonna be my text tone for you. I'm gonna cut that out of this episode. That's gonna be my text tone for you. 
<laughs> okay. I'll post it on the website. It could be everybody's text tone if they want it. <laughs> okay. Continue. Dave Limp, Amazon, who is uh, Amazon's hardware hardware devices chief, said in a statement, quote, <clears throat> Uh, uh, over many years, the iRobot team has proven its ability to reinvent how people clean with products that are incredibly practical and inventive from cleaning when and where customers want while avoiding common obstacles in the home to automatically emptying the collection bin. Uh, customers love iRobot products, and I'm excited to work with the iRobot team to invent in ways that make customers' lives easier and more enjoyable. For those who don't don't know about iRobot. They were iRobot. They are founded in 1990 by Massachusetts Institute of Technology Robotics. It's best known for making the Roomba, a robotic vacuum launched in 2002 that cleans clean consumers' floors autonomously. It has also introduced robotic mops and floor cleaners. iRobot has also a subscription program that offers automatic equipment replenishment, among other services. iRobot said it will call, that it will cut about 140, 140 employees or 10% of its workforce as it faces rising costs and falling revenue. iRobot CEO Colin Angle will continue to run the company once the deal closes, and the deal will need the approval of regulators and iRobot shareholders. So I, I just want to make sure. Uh, so it's not the the Will Smith movie that they bought. No. <laughs> okay no <laughs> okay and uh and not asimov's book no okay just, on both counts just want to make sure okay so i have such mixed feelings on this and i know one of them is collecting of data indeed it is so from amazon's standpoint uh totally makes sense uh mm -hmm. they've got their creepy little robot butler thing that is horrifying. Um, and obviously that's supposed to be the first product in a line of what I hope will not continue to be horrifying little gremlin robots. Because <laughs> 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 we don't need any of those running around the house. No, it no, was no. Absolutely insane. So, you know, bringing in the company that understands in home robotics. Right. There's no other company on the planet, no other group of people on the planet that understand in-home robotics the way iRobot does. It's an unfortunate uh, name because the movie and the book are about home companion robots that become sentient and murder. So I, the fact that they went that way with the name for the company has always been surprising to me. But I understand Asimov. Big inspiration, three laws, didn't work in that story. Um, but when you take that and add it into Amazon, Asimov might become a little closer to reality mm -hmm. because it's all about data collection, right? And yes, sure, Amazon wants all of the expertise which they've bought. They also want the data. Um, Amazon, with this purchase, will know the layout of your home through AI can figure out the types of furniture that are in your home and what room is what on its own. And I can tell you this because prime day this year left me with a Roomba i7 plus. 
<laughs> because it was half price. It was a great deal. And now the owner has changed in the just weeks since my purchase. <laughs> the, I'm looking at the box. Oh, boy. <laughs> <where> I'm sitting. <laughs> uh, we did a whole unboxing and everything to go along with it. Um, mm. But I don't know. I My point was, I don't know what how I feel about Amazon knowing the layout of my home, the way things change. And when, that's where... When furniture changes, they'll mm -hmm. know because mm -hmm. the layout will change. And Avram, in our conversation last week, Avram brought up something that I hadn't considered. Well, how do you know that iRobot is more trustworthy? Fair. They could be... They could be giving it to anybody and everybody. Everybody may have that data today. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow, it may just be Amazon. It may be better. I don't know. It was a valid point. They're not a, they're not a, a very transparent corporation right now. So I don't know who has the layout of my home. Could be everybody. But it's not only, not only the layout, but they, but they know... I guess it's a layout. They know they they know what you're purchasing. They will recommend things. So by ha they, when they, they know that you're going to go use this use this around your house, they know like the cameras on. Is there a camera on, on those? Ah, so we had this conversation last week, and I forgot okay. to go look. The, so, from what I can tell, from looking at the front, it looks like there are several cameras, okay. um, including. It looks like a full connect array, hmm. uh, Microsoft connect array. It looks like a full connect array across the front. Hmm. So, okay. I, because, so with that, I think there are several cameras, including an infrared. Okay, because that's scary. Because they know, like, if you know, it's all. I know, obviously, it's low to the ground. But let's say that the iRoombot, iRoombot, excuse me, will move down the on the floor, and it goes towards. Your um, closet space below. They can that camera can see. The answer is yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, you know that 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 robot will move to that to that shelf below and see that camera and take a picture or video of a product. It could be cat litter or it could be um snacks maybe if you, if you have a lower shelf pantry um where some do and some don't yeah but that's, that's an interesting additional bit of data exactly so it's like they know like i mean and we talked about this before you know with the uh using the and there's uh where they know what you're purchasing and also like the one about the the shirt clothing they know like your height weight and measurements what have you that's scary that's possibly really pictures scary. of your body <laughs> right, <laughs> and we talked about this before. And, Ava... <laughs> uh, and we and Avon was on. You know, we talked about that um, as well on our uh, on our um, CES episode um, a couple years ago, or two years ago, I think it was. Um, they know what they're purchasing, and add and to, you know to have this Roomba yeah. around your house. The data is, is one thing, but they know every single thing about that general area in that house. That's yeah. scary. Yeah, uh, my current position is I'm not a fan. I might evolve on that. And full disclosure, I'm oh, 
I'm kind of glad that Abram's having technical problems and we may not dual brand this episode. <laughs> okay. Without right. him, because here's the thing. Amazon's a sponsor over on the show. So <laughs> one way or another, their name's not going on this one. So we're good. Um, right, right. <laughs> there's, I am always creeped out by the amount of data mm-hmm. that they pull. Mm-hmm. It never Agreed. makes me comfortable. Agreed. Um, the, the Amazon ads that I get on Facebook right now frighten me. Mm-hmm. They know things. And when their digital assistant, I won't trigger her for all of our listeners. Um, when their digital assistant comes on and goes, Hey, based on your purchasing records, we think it might be time for you to purchase sparkling ice plus caffeine. Do you want to add it to your cart? Oh, you creepy. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I appreciate the concept. And mm. I'm creeped out by the reality. Right. And that's the same thing here, right? The, there's a lot of interesting stuff that theoretically comes out of Amazon buying iRobot. Mm-hmm. Maybe their next little gremlin won't be quite so creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I don't remember what it's called, but that's what it's going to be now. Uh, um, maybe the next one won't be so creepy. Right. Uh, maybe it'll work better. Because I haven't heard a whole lot of good things about it. Uh, But also, they've got a camera walking around my house. There's a reason Mm -hmm. why. There's a reason why I don't have ring cameras. Mm Because I don't want Amazon to have a camera in or around my house. Right. Because they keep handing that data over to police. Right. Without warrants. Right. Yep. Exactly. So... Exactly. Will this factor into that? Mm. Is this stupid little thing going to be part of the the neighborhood or whatever stupid thing they call it, where it shares your internet with people you don't know? Mm-hmm. I turn that crap right off. By the way, right. uh, as well, everybody should. Yeah, I yeah I, I I'm with oh. the I'm with you on the creep factor, but also too is that I know for me I wouldn't. I know my family wouldn't either and also um you know working from when i was working from home they were asking you know uh was working from home I'm now working in my building now um you know they have cameras on our on our monitors and i'm like there is absolutely no they'll say oh don't worry about it you can always cover it and cover the microphone and the camera absolutely not no yeah. i couldn't i could not i no i mean god forbid i'd you be know, playing pranks on the people who might be watching the cameras <laughs> It would backfire on them with me <laughs> right away because I'm going to put it on a different screen. There you go. I got <laughs> I got six of them out right. in Mission Control, and mm-hmm. I got four of them in here. They're five with this. They are not getting my best. No, I no, I know you. I no, I know you will. <laughs> Trust me. But yeah, but, but as far as the creep factor on so many different facets, you know, not only collecting the data, but also too is that. And an example with police getting the camera footage, what's to say that they're going to get, you know, God forbid something happens, a crime is committed, what's to say they're going to use the Roomba's camera and or audio as well? So, interesting that you say that. Mm. We learned during this scenario 
that um, originally Amazon had said that the Echo devices were not recording, except when mm. you said her name and the thing that came after it. And then there was a murder in a house that was close to an Echo device, and they were able to identify the killer because, oh, it turned out they were recording everything. And they had a full recording of what had happened in that house for hours. And they turned it all over to police. Thank goodness they caught mm -hmm. the killer. However, Amazon had a full recording. And they had to come out and say, oh, yeah, by the way, that whole thing, that wasn't accurate. We record everything. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. Wow. Yeah. Not ideal. Yeah. Not ideal. No, nope, 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 nope. So I think uh, yeah, this is uh, this is scary times, and uh, well, yeah, data. I mean, data is king. We know that there was a there was a product that we were asked to build, and you know, an investor said, "Well, we could monetize that concept through this and this and this and this and this," and we were thinking, "Oh, I mean, we could." But that's creepy. Mm. And he was like, yeah, well, I don't care. This is how you could monetize it. Yeah, we could, but we won't. Because that would make us bad people. Mm -hmm. yeah. I should. I think they should have did the show title, uh, The Creep Factor. But I like the show title better. We, with <laughs> the, the Fear Factor logo. Fear Factor, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like the Battle Boss one better. Okay. Yeah, I like it. All right. Moving on. Moving along. Um, a parent of a 13-year-old girl is suing Facebook against his parent company, Meta, alleging that the company failed to take, quote, ordinary care that users were not harmed by excessive use of the social media platform. Cecilia Tesh's daughter, who was a minor, <clears throat> excuse me and referred to as RP throughout the complaint, is described as a, quote, heavy user of Facebook. Uh, the lawsuit filed at the U.S. District Court in Denver, Colorado, states that Tessa's daughter began using Facebook at the age of seven. Wow. Why? I'm going to start with bad parenting here. I don't know the rest of the story. I'm going to start with bad parenting. I, agreed. And quickly began engaging in, quote, addictive and problematic use of the platform. The lawsuit... That's what alleges, it's designed to do. Mm-hmm. The lawsuit alleges that RP's interest in other activities declined and her sleep suffered due to, quote, constant notifications from the social media app. You do know that you can turn them off. Um, <laughs> I manage the social media for like a dozen different organizations and I have all notifications turned off. But you're still getting them? No, I turn oh. them all off. Oh, because, okay, okay. Because I don't want them. I don't yeah. want to go down this road. Mm -hmm. um, Tesh's complaint led us that the content shown to RP on Facebook and the recommendations made by the app led her to developing issues such as quote body body dysmorphia, eating disorder, self-harm, self-anxiety, depression, and a decrease in motivation to do schoolwork or socialize with their family and peers. Representatives, excuse me, a representative from Meta did not merely respond to inside uh, business insider requests for a comment on lawsuit. Meta quote designed uh, the Glossum claims. Uh, Meta quote designed Facebook to allow children and adolescents to use, become addicted to, and abuse their product without the consent of the user's parents. Adding that the plaintiffs believe Facebook age verifications are quote weak. The lawsuit also accuses the company of knowingly 
knowingly exploiting quote, vulnerable users to drive profit. A, I agree this is banned parenting. B, Facebook is addicting, yes. However, I, however, I don't get like, you know, because I know my daughter when she was a teenager, she's autistic um, and she doesn't, is not on social media. Not only that, I monitor her what she watches, does online. Right. Websites she visits, um, video games, you name it, from one network to the other. I'm on, I'm not, I watch her and she has a problem. She comes to me and we look at it. So one thing is parental control is paramount. But this kid is on it since seven years old. Whereas. Which you can't do. Right. So how did kids are smart and that and they're very, very smart. Kids are as young as my daughter's age years before are well-versed on getting online and doing all this crazy stuff. I think that number one, this, this lawsuit is going to be, is going to like be shot down immediately without question. And I agree to, to, to you, Scott, it's bad parenting point, point blank period. I know someone that's been on Facebook and she's an adult. She's on it morning, noon, and night. At 6 now, P.S., she's on it at 6 a.m. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm on it from about maybe like, I'm on it each day. I'm on it max 15 minutes to check out what's going on. But also, I keep an eye on our our page, our GNC Week can Review page. I... I'll lose my I'll lose my freaking mind. I will like, but I'm not addicted to it. I'm on it. I admit it, but I'm but I'm not. But the, and also when I when I see posts about different, be it politics or there's some vacation or someone's birthday or little things like that, that's it. But wow, that is that's insane. Yeah, that's that, insane. First of all, it's way too much. Way too much. Facebook, mm. it's just in general. But yeah, it started too early. Mm-hmm. It was allowed to continue, right? Which is right. not a great sign. Mm-hmm. However, we know that Facebook has worked to produce a platform that is harmful, mm-hmm. knowingly. Mm-hmm. And so... With that, you know, here we are. Mm-hmm. Is it? Right. Do they have culpability? Uh, they might. They might. Which means that a, a judge can't throw it out. Nope. They, they, so it can't just be tossed. It can't just be dismissed. It has to go in front of a jury because, right. because you can't just say, no, they don't hold any culpability. And as soon nope. as you can't say, well, for sure, summary judgment, mm-hmm. then it has to go on. So a dismissal is not going to happen here um, because okay. Facebook has said things themselves <laughs> to create situations. There have been whistleblowers mm. that have given context that Facebook then confirmed. So there's no way there's no way this gets just tossed. Okay. So... It comes down to can 
can an attorney convince, you know, a box of 12 people that that Facebook is responsible for what happened? Mm-hmm. It's a high bar. Mm-hmm. But they're going to get the chance to do it. That's that's okay. my that's my belief. They're going to get okay. the chance to do it. It's not going to get tossed in summary judgment. It will go. Okay. It will go to a jury. Um, but we can't. They've got a motion on their side, right? Right. But we, can they convince the whole box? The only the other side only needs one, right? Facebook only right. needs one, right? They that's need the whole box. Facebook only needs one. But it's also this jury. You know, if it whomever they pick, and that could be anyone, a lot. Some of those jury members or pe- the members, yeah, um, it would be parents, I think. And I think that, you know, if they were to go into that jury room or the uh, listening to the testimony, what have you, you know, and I'm pretty sure they'll have a questionnaire. I think that some jury members, if you know, some of them are parents, I don't think they could be impartial. I think they're going to like basically solely say it's bad parenting they're not going right. to give they're not going to give it's going to be a hard to pick i think it's going to be hard to pick a jury if it's not going to be for now i think it's going to be hard to pick a jury when it's interesting have... because the way you went with that is the opposite of the way i went mm. when you said there's going to be parents my first thought was they're gonna they're gonna say they're gonna side with the parents right and say that it's facebook's fault the mm-hmm. other direction mm-hmm so, right. So literally, the two of us went the two different directions with it. Right. I thought that the parents would side with the parents, mm-hmm. and you're saying that the parents might side with Facebook and say yep. bad parents. Right. See. Yep. Everything's up in the air. Yep. <laughs> if yep. if you and I heard the same three words and went different directions with it, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. Facebook, I, I, in this case, Facebook has the easier job, mm-hmm. right? Because their defense, they only need one. Right. They only need one to say, no, it's not their fault. Right. Because it has to be unanimous. Otherwise, it's either a hung jury or it's um, uh, a mistrial. Mm-hmm. So that's Facebook where, that's has the easy was, task here. And that's what I was thinking too. That's where you're just like, well, you just caught called it out you know um a mistrial where uh it's going to, they're gonna like and i think that and also too about the different various uh d- um issues back in the day you know when kids you know they were kids were bullied and um also when it comes to i, I just saw it a second ago let me just bring it back up here about um body dysmorphia eating disorder a lot of the magazines, you know, girls watch, reading Seventeen magazine, and they had all those models, and the, all these girls mm-hmm. wanted to look pretty, you know, and look like them, causing them to have eating disorders and self doubt and things of nature. That's been going like that way before Facebook, and it was yeah. before social yeah. issues, way before. So I think that the argument, I think that Facebook is going to use that argument, is they're not new, it. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think that they're going to use that argument and, but also they're going to, you know, call the mom and said, well, you know, you should have better care. Keep an eye more on your kid. Yeah. Then. Because she wasn't allowed to use it until 13. Exactly. Right. No parental consent can change that. Right. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it, 
it's going to be interesting for sure. I think I think there's enough stuff to get past summary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, like I said, Facebook's got the easier task here. They just need one. Right. Um, the the offense. What prosecution? Mm-hmm. Yep. They're both defense, but the other side is offense or prosecution. Sorry. So mm-hmm. <laughs> prosecution. <laughs> when See, football, and I don't like football. <laughs> um, so the prosecution um, has a much harder task. They've got to convince everybody. Everybody's going to oh, say, yeah. yes, Facebook is, is responsible. Mm-hmm. It couldn't possibly have been a magazine that she picked up or right because right look at well, that's why look well, that's at what they're gonna bring up that's what they're gonna i think that's what they're gonna bring up they're gonna look at we'll look at all these magazines however sure. however mm. right big tobacco did that for years and finally right. lost because the right attorney took the case right and you know the whole well did did your did your father ever live in a house with radon I don't know. Oh, you didn't check? No. Well, you know, radon also causes lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. your did your father ever spend time in a building with asbestos? I mean, most people in the 70s and 80s did. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, asbestos also causes lung cancer. Right. Did it did a doctor ever say for sure that that it was smoking that was guaranteed 100% the only cause? of of the lung cancer well i that, that's the end of the trial that mm-hmm. that's what big tobacco did for years right and it's possible that facebook will be able to pull that because again they only need one yep. um if they can if if they can pull that even for years you know they can survive for a while but my suspicion is that like big tobacco big tech and meta in particular will trip and fall at some point mm-hmm. because there will be a jury of sympathetic people uh in the box mm-hmm. at some point they will trip they will fall there will be people who the whole box will not be susceptible to that argument <laughs> you know something mm-hmm. or a lawyer will go back like there was a car company at one point that that used to use a similar opening all the time because a couple of their cars caught fire um, they used to use the same opening in court. There was a Boston legal episode about it. Um, and at one point the prosecute the the prosecution had seen the tapes and used it against them. They opened with their opening mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and totally undermined and the jury went the correct way in that case, uh, right. not in favor of the car company. So right. you know eventually something will happen. Yep. Will it happen in this case? I don't know because I don't know that there's enough uh, history on it. What are right. the chances that they stumble upon the perfect box the first time? Uh, unlikely. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the one thing that's. There's a lot of unknowns, and there's also too, there's that blame that's going to shift. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what their attorneys are going to do, right? It, did she ever? Did she ever pick up a teen magazine? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you know, teen magazines show, although. The teen magazines have been going a little woke lately, and they've been doing all kinds of different body images. Right. So, right. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe that that whole thing might might actually hurt Facebook's argument. Exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. I think so I, I honestly believe. 
I honestly believe that that's where they're like, you know, they're saying if in the suit, um, or I'm sorry, in the complaint, um, about body dysmorphia, eating disorder, self-harm, severe anxiety, that and depression and what have you, that's where they're going to like, they're going to use, they're going to use that, the, they're going to use that but as there, a weapon. But there's a good, but there's a good response to it these mm. days because those magazines are using non anorexic models. Right. So, I mean, right. The prosecution's got a bit of an argument there. Right. If, if Facebook does say, well, did she ever grab a teen magazine? Yeah, but have you seen those kids? Mm-hmm. They don't look like they did 10 years ago. Right. 10 years ago. I get, right. I mean, I, I get emails for lots of companies, right? As I know you do as well for, mm-hmm. for PR reasons and stuff. And right. I've managed to get into clothing things. Like even Calvin Klein, the when you think of a company that uses anorexic models, Calvin Klein is the logo that comes into your head. Yes. Yes. Oh, without that. Without nope. Question. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Without question. Yep. I mean, all of those models are are heavy or above at this point. I mean, they're right. So, I mean, there's, there's a counter. This is going to be interesting to watch. Uh, yeah. This is something that we're going to keep an eye on. Definitely for sure. So more to follow. All right. Well, speaking about AT&T before, um, millions of AT&T customers are eligible for a payment in a class action settlement stemming from acquisitions. The mobile carrier illegally charged subscribers undisclosed administrative fees for years. A judge tentatively approved a $14 million class action settlement in June, and the site for filing claims is now live. Plaintiffs in the suit filed in the U.S. District Court of the Northern District of California argue AT&T failed to inform postpaid wireless customers they were being charged a monthly $1.99 administration fee for each line. Unlike prepaid subscribers, postpaid customers are billed after the fact based on their usage. In an email to CNET, a spokesperson said AT&T denied the, allegation, denied the allegations put forth in the lawsuit, adding that it, quote, clearly and prominently discloses all fees. The carrier agreed to the settlement. Uh, the representative was adding, quote, to avoid lengthy, expensive litigation. Now, just to get some sense of the reasoning behind the sperm settlement, um, AT&T began charging postpaid customers monthly administrative fee for each wireless line in May 2013. In their suit, Vianu versus AT&T Mobility plaintiffs Ian Vianu, Elizabeth Blum, and Dominic Gutierrez allege that the fee is, a really, is really a way for AT&T to increase its basic rate, quote, without having to advertise the higher prices. The fee has been regularly raised. It's more than doubled in 2018 to $1.99 a month, even though AT&T financial records allegedly show the company's administrative costs have actually been decreasing. According to complaint, mention of the fee is intentionally buried in billing statements, quote, to make it likely customers will not notice it. It's also phrased to suggest that it's akin to uh, to a tax or regulatory fee from this suit that Rick Keith read, that reads all along, quote, when in fact it is simply a way for AT&T to advertise and promise lower rates and actually charges. Calling the practice, quote, a bait and switch scheme, the plaintiffs maintain AT&T has, quote, unfairly and improperly extracted hundreds of million dollars in ill-gotten gains from California consumers. Their complaint 
Their complaint accuses the carrier of violating several California statutes regarding uh, unfair, unlawful, and fraudulent business practices, as well as, quote, the implied covenant of good faith and fair dealing. Um, so if you know someone that lives in California or, or know someone that does and you are an AT&T customer, we'll have a link to sort from CNET on how to file a claim and when class members will receive a cash payment. I'd so. love to know how it was labeled. It's disappointing that we don't have that information. Yep. Don't if, know. It's, if it was labeled such as to suggest that it's a uh, tax, I'd love to know what the text was. Mm. Um, but I suspect uh, it's far from the first time we've seen stuff like this, right? right. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Singular had a thing like this at one point in the past because I got a check from them. Sprint had a thing like this in the past. I got a check from them. <laughs> um, it's it's not new or or unusual in the industry, the mm -hmm. telecom industry especially in the old days, was uh, a bit of the Wild West. There were kind of no rules, especially in the cellular game. Mm -hmm. yep. You'd see fees and stuff on there. But what does this mean? Don't worry about it. Just pay it and keep going. Mm -hmm. What? No, What? what is it? And I think too, and I always when you I always recommend, you know, um, the company I work for, I recommend look at every single fee. Every mm -hmm. single one of them. If you're Excuse me. If you're not sure about the fee, ask. Nothing wrong with asking. You're gonna you'll get an answer. But you know, which kills me. Verizon Sometimes. Wireless, right? So right. Well, Verizon Wireless, you know, increased. I remember. Their... I remember. Uh, I remember having trouble with T-Mobile in the old days when I was at Radio Shack. Uh, T-Mobile would have fees on their bills, and people would ask. I'm not T-Mobile. I can't answer that. And you'd ask T-Mobile and they'd go, oh yeah, that's just a fee. Right. But for what? No. Well, right. Also too, we, back in the, well, instead of the Wild Wild West days, um, back in the day, they didn't have, like they had fees, but it, it didn't specify what they were. And I believe they, there was a law that got passed years later. Where and they split it, up. Exactly. And not only that, the actual name what that fee is for. Yeah. And it used to just say taxes and fees in one line item. Exactly. Oh, I remember. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. But now everything's listed and especially for landline where the, um, the one, of one fee is for lifeline and, and that's been in the books in in the books for like for decades mm -hmm. where there's like administrative fees and part of that fee, um, is for is for lifeline for government government assistance fee I think it is or some weird name I can't remember the top of my head I'll have to look at it, look it up but yeah so yeah definitely I mean it's the, the fees have gone up um, but also too they try to hide these fees especially now a lot of these you know Verizon added you know due to the inflation we're going to raise your Verizon wireless bill six dollars a line yeah you know and that's like I mean. You know, I have four lines, you know. Yeah, make sure I my head. Yeah, four lines. My, my yeah. wife, my, it adds up. Yep. So, I mean, but at least they're coming out and saying, okay, well, this is the fee. A lot of customers aren't, aren't happy about it, but, but of course not. You know, but it's like, you know, but at least knowing that 
they're they're admitting faults, they're admitting they're wrong. Whereas back in the day, they're like, oh. uh, that's <laughs> they specifically said that they didn't do that. They right, said exactly. That, they said that right. we didn't do anything wrong, but it's cheaper for us to do this than to fight it in court. Pretty much, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> no even admission of guilt, uh, right? But at least, at least people in California, maybe this will be the beginning. Yep. Uh, maybe we'll see this show up in other states too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and again, if uh, we'll have a link in the show notes um, uh, from the story for the poll story because I had to edit this, you know, working on this, uh, I had to edit it down a lot. Um, it gives you all to find out all the details and all that. Speaking and, of cell phones being expensive. <laughs> Right. So that's a good segue we've been doing all being over the past uh, little while. Apple could make the upcoming i14 more expensive than the iPhone 13. This is from Apple analyst Ming Ching Ku, who I love as an analyst who checks things out. Um, he believes that the average <clears throat> the average selling price of the combined iPhone uh, iPhone 14 lineup may increase by 15% when compared to the iPhone 13 lineup. Now, for reference, the standard iPhone 13 model starts at $799 with carriage discounts, while the Pro and Pro Max models bumps that price up to $999 and $1,999 respectively. While Koei doesn't mention, doesn't say uh, price predictions for the, these devices, he thinks that the average selling price of the iPhone 14 lineup, Pro models included, excuse me, could hover around $1,000 to $1,050. Um, he's blaming the increase on a potentially more expensive iPhone Pro and Pro Max, as well as a, quote, higher shipment proportion. In June, Wed, Wed Bush Securities analyst Dave Ives told The Sun that he expects the iPhone 14 to cost $100, $100 more than iPhone 13 due to price increases affecting the global, global supply chain. Meanwhile, a rumor from Korean leaker Lanzuk Zook suggests that Apple would raise will only raise the price of Pro models, not the basic 14 iPhone 14. They're saying that the iPhone base iPhone 14 is expected to come with an improved 48 megapixel camera and a selfie camera with autofocus. <clears throat> Excuse me. The iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max models are rumored to get the bulk of the upgrades. Um, it's also saying that the Pro and Pro Max may ditch the notch that houses the front-facing camera and fair repair. In favor a pill, pill-shaped hole punch cut, hole punch cutout, coming equipped with the new A16 chip, and support a, <clears throat> excuse me, support and always on display. So interesting, yeah. And my whole thing is, I know we just, we talked about this, we covered this before. It's like a lot of the newer iPhones have come out aren't like the wow factor. It's basically a little bit of bump in the specs, maybe shaving off a little bit of the. Um, the uh, the base or the camera improvement nothing really spectacular yeah incremental so, incremental exactly so what so basically and they're using they're using the supply chain i think i think personally i think they're using the supply chain issues as an excuse possibly they're, the the fact that TSCM, haha, C. Avram. Sometimes I can get it the first time. <laughs> TSCM um, is so they're building out and they're trying to diversify their manufacturing, right? A lot of semiconductor manufacturing is going up in cost because 
you know, there's a $3 billion foundry going in in Arizona and a $5 billion foundry going in in Ohio and a $4 billion factory foundry going in in Berlin, somewhere in Germany. You know, that's, it's a lot of investment, partially because there's the possibility that Taiwan doesn't exist by the time this gets published. Um, <laughs> right. And so we, I don't know. <laughs> been a weird year mm-hmm. um so so you know all of that comes together to create a scenario where the cost is going up on chips uh so that might be a problem uh that's probably their biggest problem in this right. case right so some of it might be that and some of it might be cover mm-hmm. and some of it might be that you know they're not Sony. They don't own the Carl Zeiss infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So putting a better camera on might cost them more than it would for, say, Sony or Nokia, right? right. So maybe there is going to be an increase that we don't know about that is going right. to cost more. I don't know. But the thing that worries me about all this is the numbers don't work. So if you take the three models of uh, iPhone 13 and add them together and get the average and then add 15%, it's closer to 1,200. It's like 11. No, it was 11. It's over 1,100. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1,110, not between 1,000 and 1,050. Right. So that's not 15%. Uh so the numbers aren't adding up. So yeah. that worries me a little bit on the prediction. Normally the math has to add up for me to, to give it a lot of credence. Um, so I guess we'll see. Yeah. And my whole thing, my whole thing is, I think is it, and I know there's Apple fanboys out there. God bless you. You know, you know, but is it, or but not. <laughs> right. Right. But I know. Come at me. <laughs> My, my Twitter handle's right there. I'm fine with it. Right. I, uh, <laughs> I've been checking one throughout the show. Okay. But, but I mean, but, but again, still, is it really? <laughs> but again, with this, with these incremental quote incremental improvements, which quite honestly isn't much, is it? I think that there's a debate: is it worth that amount of money for for an iPhone? Irregard. I am a bleeding edge tech person. Oh, and absolutely. I don't, and I don't have the latest one because there was no difference. Mm-hmm. I've got latest versions of Android phones out on the desk in Mission Control, and I have kept them up to date. Right, but I didn't with this because there was right. literally no difference between the right. twelve and the thirteen. Well, I had, I got, I'm, I'm, I have the Google Pixel 6 Pro. I had, I got it for, and I was like, it was a major improvement from their previous ones. That's why I got it. So if I see major improvements on the Google Pixel, because I know the Pixel Pro 7 is coming out, if I see a major improvement and improvements in their, in the, in the phone size, OS, chips, I mean, Tensor chip, et cetera. Yes, I will buy it. But if I, but if it's a small incremental thing, incremental uh, things, absolutely not. And I wouldn't justify paying 
that much money for it. Absolutely not. There's no way. Yeah, I for couldn't sure. do it. I, in in this particular case, I've been happy to stay with the same same device. Granted, the radios are failing again, mm. um, which is a problem I continuously have <laughs> with Apple devices. Right. Um, but uh, other than that, there was absolutely—I mean, there was no reason for me to upgrade. There's a reason for me to be annoyed by the de- <laughs> by the device mm-hmm. and use one of my other devices as my primary daily driver. But yeah, there was no reason to get the the newest. And who knows? It might go again. <laughs> we might go another another gen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just let right. this one sit. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so what we're going to do, because we're running really long. Oh, um, I want to talk about Peter Thiel. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, I'm going to, I'm getting to, I'm, that's where okay. I'm about to go, go because I'm going to, I'm going to kill, um, th- and this will be in the show notes. Um, I'm going to, we're going to like, um, I'm going to call an audible. Um, there's a story, um, uh, there's a story about, uh, the, the, it'll be in the uh, link in the, in the show notes about Walmart possibly may, uh, or Walmart Plus may bundle with a streaming service. So, okay, um, real quick, mm-hmm. is the rumor that it's going to be a new streaming service? Are no. they going to relaunch Vudu, or are they pairing with somebody? They're they're pairing, possibly pairing with a streaming service. It's, it. uh, it's on it's unknown if it's going to be Paramount. It's going to be unknown Disney Plus. Um, so I can't imagine Walmart and Disney pairing up like that. I don't either, but um, their Disney's thing is too big with Hulu and Disney Plus and. And uh, ESPN, I think yeah. that's too big a business for them. Maybe, yeah. maybe uh, t- uh, Warner Brothers Discovery um, with Discovery Plus, mm. since HBO Max is going away. Right, they're going the wrong direction. Right, and yeah, there's another topic. Another topic. We'll we'll uh, if we if it comes up uh, on um, comes up uh, this week, we'll uh, we'll look into it. Okay, all right, so. Next up, if you're looking for love and you're a conservative, there's a dating app in the works. Um, the Right Stuff, great name. And it it's a fantastic name. <laughs> I'm on the website. Way? I've been I've been watching the the loop video uh, for a little while now. Okay, um, and it's also the name of a movie. And mm-hmm. if you don't know what the movie is, look it up. Um, now they're starting to uh, schedule to launch next month. This is according to a video posted on the site's Twitter feed. Um, uh, the video host um, Ryan McNanny, who is the younger sister of former White House press secretary Kaylee McEnany, says, "Quote: the, the this is the most unbelievable statement. That's the right probably stuff- who that was. <laughs> I didn't the see right- a lower third. That's probably who was in the video. Because uh, okay. now that you've said it, in my head, that looks yeah. like it could be the younger sister." Okay. Um, the right stuff is all about getting into the right dating pool with people who share the same values and beliefs, or the same be- values and beliefs as you. In February, this is where Scott was alluding to the New York Times reporter Peter Thiel, the Silicon Valley billionaire entrepreneur and PayPal co founder, who is also advisor to former President Donald Trump, had invested in a company building the app. The app, which is launching in September, with a specific date to be announced within the next few weeks, it will initially be available for only uh, Apple iPhones and other iOS users, which I think is like ridiculous. I mean, come on, what about Android? Get some Android some love, yeah. okay? <laughs> so, years ago, I had, I had a friend who always used to say that, um, you could, you could always 
tell uh, a progressive because they had an iPhone, they drove a Volkswagen, and they drank Pepsi. <laughs> okay. So with that said, yeah, I think you've gone the wrong way, guys. Right. Absolutely. So hopefully, well, hopefully they'll bring an Android. Um, users of the right stuff will find it fam- familiar and similar to other dating apps in that it lets you look and like profiles of other people. When uh, two, pe- two users like each other, they can chat and create a customized date to go on. The app will be free uh, with a premium subscription for additional features. Women will get their premium access free, where he McKinney explains in the video, quote, for simply inviting a couple friend for a couple friends, gentlemen, if you want if you want access to premium, that's on you. And by the way, there are only two options, ladies and gentlemen, no pronouns necessary. Okay, going down Get, that world. Getting uh, back to on the on the website, one of the one of the full screen bars says getting back to normal. View profiles without pronouns. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. See. Oh, I love I, this website. I, 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 <laughs> oh. oh, I find this so wrong and yet so wrong. Um, I actually was reported that that Teal had invested $1.5 million into the app, which is being created by a company run by Trump Trump political aide John McEntee. Wow. Um he $1.5 million is all he invested. Yeah. He made that an interest on his checking account today. That's fine. <laughs> um, he told uh, Axios, quote, conservatives deserve an easy way to connect. A co-founder of the um, a co-founder of the right stuff is Daniel Huff, who is a former advisor to the Trump White House. The app is built, the app is being built by, and this is <laughs> oh. <laughs> this oh. is <laughs> I didn't see this until just now. This is the actual name. This is no joke. And I cannot believe that this name, this company has this name, Naked Development. (laughs) This is, (laughs) again, this goes so wrong on so many levels. Um, They're an app developer and a crave ANC with offices in Irvine, California, and Austin, Texas. Company founder and CEO John Ruskell said in a YouTube video posted in May, quote, what's happening What's happening is people are generally not very much on the conservative side of dating apps, and so people are finding this to be a big problem. Some people will want to be in on this. The uh, Now, if you don't know, the uh, there's other uh, conservative dating apps. There's Ryder, uh, Donald Daters. That, oh. <laughs> I've never heard of any of these. And I haven't either. Daters, oh, because here's the thing: that could be, that could also be a dating site for people who uh, like Donald Duck. Wait, wait I, I it could be a Disney dating app. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna see if I can find it, and while I while I look at this, um, I'm on it. Uh, I'm on it. I'm on oh, it. You are it. Okay. Um, now there is also a dating app Bumble that does include political leanings of the filter. Um, the right stuff uh, hopes to prove the exception. Um, Huff told the Hale, "Quote: What we're doing has easily has really had not been had. Oh my God! This this story is like so bonkers. I'm tongue tied again. What we're doing has really had has really not been done before." No one has built a high-quality, properly-funded app 
with a de- de- dedicated team. Uh, I see when I was <laughs> when I was working on the new working on the lineup. You know, I had I mean I was trying to like work. see. Our podcast is not we're not politically focused. We inquiring about we question government's motives. We question both sides of the aisle. You know, we don't go down a rabbit hole. And but Todd Cockrell and Geek from Central, you know, he has his own take on things. Politics right. it surmounts itself, but there's also a dating app called Republican Singles. Continue. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I, I kind of like wonder like okay there are conservative dating apps, but I guess like I'm just so <laughs> none of these three are in the store by the way. They're not. Oh okay. Nope. They might be an Android. I don't. Okay. I, all my Android devices are out in the in mission control, but none of these three. Um, conservatives only. Writer and Donald daters. Oh God, I was hoping to see. Because you could do you could do a logo that is, that could both represent his bonkers hair and Donald Duck's beak. <laughs> oh, like I want to go start drawing right now. Okay. This is loving this. Okay, no, it's um, I'm looking right now. I don't I don't see it. I don't see it okay. on Android. So it's going to be interesting to see if Apple will <laughs> approve this app. And that was my next and that was my next thought. That was my next thought. Because who remembers how much crap Apple threw at Google Voice mm-hmm. when Google Voice was trying to get into the, the iPhone store? They're like, nah, it duplicates uh built-in functionality. Excuse me? <laughs> There's not even a policy that says it can't. Right. And what? <laughs> Does Facebook Messenger not duplicate functionality from iMessage? <laughs> so it, it'll be interesting to see if they can get Apple to approve this. Yeah, I, I Re- think so. Republican singles did. And oh, speaking of Republican singles on, on Android, it's got a it's got five thousand over five thousand downloads, and it's a two point seven rating. <laughs> You know, considering it's a conservative app, specifically a conservative app, that is a higher number than I would have expected <laughs> because that's the kind of app that I would expect to get review bombed. Yeah. Well, I just i I was wondering. I, I mean, also too, I think that I, you know, why with, with dating apps? I mean, I'm not on dating apps. I'm married, happily married. But my whole thing is that why does why should an app be skewed? Just solely, literally, either to the left or to the right. Why can't, like, if you're if you're a Republican, if you want to date someone, you know, you know who enjoys your company, you know, like your likes and dislikes. Why does politics have to be the focal point of a relationship? My, I mean, I, I don't get it. That's I, I don't get the the whole logic behind I, that. I can answer that question. Okay, shoot. Um, it's something that uh, a couple of I've heard. Obviously, I listen to lots of stuff. I'm I'm a big fan of Peter Thiel, but unrelated to his politics, I think he's an, an unbelievable businessman, and mm-hmm. he managed to take down Gawker single handedly. So, 
good on him. Uh, I've got several books by him. Mm-hmm. His his uh, fellow co-founders, however, mm-hmm. I'm not as big of fans of. Anyway, he was on the right side of the the, the PayPal thing. Mm. Anyway, um, there are a couple of conservative uh, commentators who have said that um, if you're looking for a serious relationship, right? So there's goals, right? Serious relationship versus hookup. Right. Tinder is Tinder, Bumble. Those things have all gone towards the hookup culture, right? Which is not a conservative thing, right? Right. In general, uh, but right. also, right. if you're looking for something serious, is it somebody that is going to bring up children in a an environment that you don't consider to be dangerous to the children? Okay. And so um, I've heard I've heard a couple uh, say things like that. I've even started to hear uh, some progressives say something similar. What they mean by dangerous is different mm-hmm. on both sides. Um, but but yeah, that, I mean that's that's part of it. And you know when you look at the website, uh, it kind of gets into that a bit. Um, connect with people who aren't offended by everything. Uh, view profiles without pronouns. Uh, the transgender conversation is one that a lot of conservatives and people in the middle consider to be dangerous, particularly to children. Um, That one wasn't interesting. Uh, uh, (laughs) Okay. That's funny, but unrelated. Uh, That's that's funny, but you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff. Um, Oh, the right stuff was created for conservatives to connect in authentic and meaningful ways. Other dating apps have gone woke. We bring people together with shared values and similar passions. So, you know, it's one less filter that you have to set, I guess. You right. know, on Bumble, it's- there's a filter, but how many people, how many conservatives, how many people who want to to start a traditional American family are on Bumble? Less because it's mostly about sex these days. Right. So, you know, right. at the very least, this is saying we're looking at this from a a traditional family values perspective is more what they're trying to say here. Okay. Um, Donald Daters, you know, those are <laughs> that that's a platform for, uh, you know, Donald Duck uh, <laughs> adherence. <laughs> they wear the, the, the hat and everything. <laughs> it's working out. I right. couldn't, this couldn't have gone better. Thank you guys. Um, <laughs> but it sounds like this is more about like pe- people who want to start a traditional American family. Okay. So I, I can see that. Okay. I, I can see where that comes from. Yeah. Fair enough. You're, I just think you're filtering I just... out one, one type of thing that worries you. Yeah. I just think right that... off the top. I just think, I mean, it's great. I mean, I, I think it's great that like we have, there's apps for different, different, different purposes, you know, dating apps, same thing as well. I just think that, you know, if I, if I'm, you know, if I want to go out on a date, going on a dating app and if I want to, and if I see their profile on their likes and dislikes, you know, I'll go, I'll, you know, respond. But there's also a difference of opinion too. I mean, cause I, there's- I, there's a lot of um, <clears throat> soft language, let's say, 
mm. on dating profiles. Um, you know, nobody, nobody starts their profile. Well, I mean, this might not be true. I haven't been on a dating app in a while, but, uh, and the culture has changed significantly since the top of the year. Oh, um, yeah. but question. last I checked, nobody started their, their, uh, their dating profiles with, um, F the police and uh, burn the right. patriarchy, right? Right. Eat the rich. You don't you <laughs> you don't usually see, you know, an AOC level uh, comment like that on on somebody's dating profile, right? I mean, you might see the the blue hair and go, okay, I know what you're about. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't usually like come at you. Right, right, right. With it's soft language. It's you know, I'm a, I'm a strong woman. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 a, I go down so many ways. Right. Are you, are you like, an independent person who, who believes in the strength of an individual, or are you, uh, you know, eat the patriarchy? <laughs> what does that mean right Right. at least this filters some of that out here's the problem i guarantee one person's gonna slip through Mm -hmm. somebody's gonna figure it out they're gonna Mm -hmm. slip through because it's invite only by the way right right yep um to try and avoid that but somebody's gonna slip through and then antifa's gonna get in yep (laughs) this thing's gonna burn like seattle (laughs) right so I don't know it fr- freedom of association yeah. and open marketplace. Mm-hmm. I'm good with it. I don't know that it'll last. And like, like we said, there are others that haven't gone anywhere. Right. So even, even, you know, Donald duck adherents haven't made, uh, what was it? Donald daters work. They also mm-hmm. haven't made truth so- social work, but that's, that's another issue. Well, man, I've been looking at uh, looking at their Twitter account, um, and one responded, um, "Hello, will the app report to my parents if I have premarital relations?" Okay, <laughs> so I guess someone's gonna like when you say we're, that. We're uh, already there. We're already. Yeah. <laughs> With with people trolling the the network, yeah. So when you say someone's been trying to get in, that comment kind of makes proves your point. Yeah, yeah. So. And so they're already trolling the social media. They're going to get onto the pro the, onto the platform. Yeah. Oh, it's going to have to be a really really strong moderation uh, mm-hmm. for this thing to have yep. any chance of success. Yeah. Um, and even then, strong moderation is not something that is generally accepted. Mm-hmm. by the right <laughs> yep so, you know, exactly ah. exactly so this is something and you know uh this is something we're gonna i'm i want i'm kind of curious what's gonna happen next so we'll um, I, so i've already put in a uh request to join all right well when you <laughs> oh, awesome okay so when you get so i will not get, be the ones for for peter teal or whoever might be listening mm-hmm. i am not gonna let antifa in no i'm not a danger I, it's, all right it's fine i'm going to ask you to keep an eye on it and i want yeah. you to 
I want you to report back and I'm making sure I'm making sure I'm making note of it. Report back on Friday. What happens? When when does it launch again? Uh oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's um September. So you got okay. time. As soon as I've time. got it, okay. We'll come back. Cool. Awesome. Okay. And finally, I am I'm so bummed that Abram cannot be on. Um, so we'll definitely, you know what we'll do? Maybe we'll see if we can have him come on on Friday's episode this week. We'll see what we can do. Okay, cool. All right. If not, then, you know, we'll definitely, he'll be on, you know, soon, near future, but definitely he'll be on, did say he'll be on, on our, on our end of the year show in December. So um, definitely check out Tom's, um, Tom's hallware. His Twitter's ha- Twitter handle is geek in chief. Is that right? That's correct. Okay, cool. So definitely, um, definitely check out uh, Tom's hardware. Great website to check out tech news, reviews, etc. Uh, and also definitely, you know, want to check out uh, Laptop Finder on the site as well. Highly recommend it. I'll throw right. this up. <laughs> that's that's all the Tom's hardware uh, places that you can go to follow what they do. Cool. Excellent. That's that's the 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 contact screen from the pilch point cool excellent all right and finally uh this week or tonight um you finally we all know the fall's coming and you see starbucks with their pumpkin spice lattes or pumpkin cream nitro cold and i cannot believe this exists starbucks salted caramel mocha flavored okay so now mocha flavored what mocha flavored it's a that's the name of it. <laughs> Starbucks salted caramel, caramel or caramel mocha flavored. That's the name of the uh, the of the uh, coffee. I think it is. Oh, so it's a drink. It's a drink. Yeah, that's Sorry. not because that's not enough information. <laughs> it's a coffee. Starbucks salted caramel mocha, mocha flavored, flavored something. Co- yeah, it's a coffee. Okay. All right, now, the question is, what are all the fall foods that are out there? What can be found to snack on? But even better, how would you like not only to taste fall foods, but also get paid for it? Website Finance Buzz. We know I'm always in for that. <laughs> finance Website Finance Buzz says it wants to, quote, help shoppers to get the best fall finds while spending less on groceries. As a result, Finance Buzz says it's searching for someone to taste and evaluate all the fall-inspired foods at Trader Joe's. The person, the person, <laughs> I love this idea. Oh my god! The person will use their expertise to help give shoppers valuable recommendations. Finance Buzz also says, as the quote official pumpkin spice pundit, <laughs> oh, great title. Oh, <laughs> that should have been a show title. Um, well, the, the lucky winner will go on a shopping spree and eat their way through Trader Joe's seasonal selections. Oh, that sounds, nope, I'm not going to say it. Continue. Okay. <laughs> Finance Buzz says the pumpkin, uh, quote, the pumpkin spice pundit will pay, we paid $1,000 for efforts and send a $500 gift card to cover their costs of their shopping spree. Um. So if you're anyone who's out there listening or watching, um, we'll have a link in the show notes about the story. Somebody and... who has always <laughs> had a desire for uh, diabetes. <laughs> there you go. And the story that has the application form, um, when you go to that page, it'll have the, the form be on the, uh, the um, finance, finance Buzz website. So 
And I had, and see, I was, <laughs> see, when I was working, I'm going to give you guys, and give you guys, guys, a high behind the scenes uh, on the our last segment, um, because I wanted to, and, and I was, there's a story, and I should have put it in, I was going to add this as a, as a twofer. There was a guy, this is no joke, um, where this guy smuggled in drugs in a prison using a drone. And he got five years in prison for various charges, including five years of not having an airman certificate. And so, but this was better. Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. So one of the punishments, I'm still wrapping my head around what you just said. Okay. <laughs> so... A guy did something that's not not all that uncommon. Drugs into a into a, a jail using a drone is actually mm-hmm. becoming more and more common. Mm-hmm. But one of the one of the punishments was that he can't have an FAA license for Correct. five years. Okay, so the guy who was smuggling drugs mm-hmm. into a prison. Mm-hmm. Is absolutely the guy who's going to follow that rule. <laughs> I just, I guarantee he has a license right now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and I saw that, and I and I, I saw that. And I'm like, I'm looking at it. He got five, I get, I can't remember the charges were exactly what he got five years for, but in addition to five years of in prison for not having a uh, airman certificate, and I just was hold like, on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's going to prison for five years. Yes. Five, yes. Does yeah. the does the ban start after prison or are they concurrent? It didn't, is he it not didn't, allowed to fly it, a drone while he's in prison? It, it, didn't, it, didn't, it, didn't, say, I didn't, it didn't say. Um, okay. I just I didn't say that. Okay. Didn't say that. Guess, uh, this was oh. in... Um, it's this great. In Fort Worth, Texas. It's a great story. I'm so glad that you, you brought it up. I Drugs are not technically food. Right, it's not food. No, it's not food. I, I because I was trying to like I couldn't do it because I um okay wait um if convicted uh if convicted uh faces a maximum face a maximum of forty five years total in prison, twenty years for attempting to provide contraband in prison, five years for serving as an airman without an airman certificate, and twenty years for possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance. Okay, <laughs> so he already doesn't have a license. He's right. pot- which is what the second charge is for. He's potentially right. going to prison for up to 45 years. I don't know how old the guy is. He's, but- he's uh, I'll, get, I'll tell you in less than five seconds. Uh, I think it was 47. Okay, so he's 47. He's potentially going to prison for 45 years. Which would make him 92. Uh, 44. 44. Okay, so he'll be 89 if he gets the full 45. Right. At 89, if he gets out of prison, which is doubtful, he's going to come out and go, uh, you know what I really want to do? I want to fly a drone again. <laughs> it, it put me in here for 45 years, but mm. I'm going to fly another drone. Oh, right. I got got five more years. But that's by the time everybody, everybody being flying taxis and flying cars. <gasps> it's the dumbest thing that... I know I'm focusing on the wrong part of this, right? But a five-year ban on flying a drone 
is the dumbest part of the whole thing. Right. Oh my goodness. I should have see I, I was hope debating. It's I hope it's concurrent. <laughs> what I'm gonna do, <laughs> I see that's what I was like. I was debating on it because I was debating on putting that in and and or as a twofer. And oh the the Halloween diabetes story is fine. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay. That's ridiculous. Okay. And I love <laughs> when there's a company's like, here's a thousand dollars to go do a silly thing. Right. <laughs> Those are always fun. Right. I've signed up for a couple of them. I won't be yeah. signing up for the Halloween diabetes challenge. Yeah, but that's that's insane. Yeah, I was your next TikTok challenge, guys. <laughs> the Halloween diabetes challenge. There you go. Let's go eat so all the what, fall I, things at Trader Joe's I, I had, and I try not to die. Yeah, I had to mention it because again, you know, behind the scenes, I you know, uh, like I said, majority of our end final segments is about food and tech in in, in some way. That one I was looking, I was like, well, it's not food. And I figured I'd change it up, but I'm like, I was gonna do it as a twofer, you know, but I was thinking, you know, we're gonna be I mean, running really, really you, long. So you do ingest it, so it's food enough. <laughs> That's <laughs> food does not need to be nutritious. Right. That is that is true. That is true. What, but what's the want... difference? What is the classification that makes <laughs> drugs want... not a food? <laughs> Well, we don't if want to you've curse. got an answer, hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> or com slash connect. Um, but we don't want to encourage, <laughs> please. We don't, oh, Scott, we don't That's want to. That's why I was putting it to me, not to the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me why drugs are not food. It's the same agency that regulates both of them. I'm going to start, I'm going to start throwing out the arguments now. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Oh We've been my off goodness. for too long. We've been off for way, 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 this way is, too long. But in a way, what happens? <laughs> this is what happens. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. And with that, uh, that is the tech news for this week. Is um, that the Sunday. note you want to end on? <laughs> or do you want to remind people the website that they can go to to get the diabetes challenge? <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, let's go back to that because it was a, I was going to, I skewed off. That was also me. I skewed way out, out into the, into the weeds a little bit. And, and now you know for the future now, to not do that until after the show. Exactly. Right. Because I'm going to run with it. Exactly. I, as you always, always do. And rightfully so. And thank you for that. Um, so, so uh, yeah. So on the website, uh, there's a link in the show notes um, where you can for uh, the full story on it. Um, and there's a, when you go click on the link on the bottom page, there's a form fill out, takes you to finance buzz, fill it out. If you do win or get selected to be the um, pumpkin spice pundit, let us know, DM us, or you know, or or that's uh, uh, or go to gncweekly.com slash connect. Okay. Now on that note, <laughs> that is the tech news for this week for Sunday, August 14, twenty twenty two. Apologies to Abram. Um, to uh, he wasn't on. He was on for like a few minutes. So, so let me recap what the pilch point would have been. He okay. just built a new computer, as you heard. <laughs> The new computer has been working fine for days mm-hmm. until 10 minutes before the show, <laughs> in which case it turned off at least twice, possibly three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this last time it didn't come back on. What he was going to talk about was some of the things you need to do 
to do what he did, but more successfully. <laughs> right. <laughs> so hopefully he will uh, on a touch point on the next episode on F5 version technology. He'll have that. You know, I was happy he was going to do it here. All right. Um, Join us from this episode. We can be found at gnsweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to watch and tune in gnsweekly.com slash live Friday evenings, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Knock on wood. Everything's back to normal. And as always... If you are new to the podcast, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. Also, please make sure to click on the bell and always like notifications so you will not miss the next episode. Also, be sure to share this episode with people you know. So you can check out this podcast and pass along the word that this podcast is easy to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to tune in to F5 Live Refresh Technology with Scott and Abram Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. That's at f5live.tv slash join us, or be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you have comments in this week's episode about being a pumpkin pundit, or not to ingest or not ingest drugs, you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't. No, absolutely not. We love to hear them. Head on over to gncweekly.com slash connect and connect by email, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Kirk Corliss. Scott is on Twitter at Triple T M A B O. So the next episode of GNC Week and Review. So long. <laughs>